Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in September of 2021. And welcome to episode 51, season two. Season two. Season two, (laughs) episode 51, learning about book clubs. And I just want to say, we did say in June that we were going to try to get our first episode out September-ish. Right. We're doing it. And here we are. Here we are. (laughs) A big shout out to all of you who joined us this summer for our book club. This episode is dedicated to all of you. Yay! And we're going to share some some things that went well in our book club, some things that you can do if you want to create a book club, and a future book club mm-hmm. during this, this episode. We also want to say a big special thank you. Thank you. To Peter. Yes. Who actually, Peter Liliadal, who actually joined us for Twice. two sessions <laughs> during our book club this summer. What a treat that it's was. Such a treat. Oh my, I was so honored that he. Me too. Thank you so much, Peter. It I really mean, meant the world to us. It really did. And it, to the people that joined oh, us. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was able to answer questions that we didn't really fully understand. Right. Get clarification on some of the things that he, he talked about. Yep. But it was just, it, it was just so, it so was fun. So amazing. exciting. Hey, we forgot to tell them about season two. What oh, we're yes. going to always title it. <laughs> Season two, we're going to start kind of like friends. We're going to we're going to mm-hmm. take what they did with their titles, which is the, like one, the one that or, you know, or the, the one, one with. with. <laughs> and our titles now are going to be learning, learning about. about. Yes, yeah. because this is our journey of learning. Yes. And we want to continue that throughout our episodes. And it just happens to be the topic of math. Right? right? That's why we're learning through math. Exactly. <laughs> For those of you that didn't join our summer book club, just want to let you know, we actually met nine times mm-hmm. over Google Meet. It started June 23rd. It ended July 24th. We met two times a week. So far, we've had one follow-up yep. meet. We're going to have another follow-up meet on October 2nd. So if you have not read Building Thinking Classrooms, I think this is kind of a great opportunity to read it and then join us. The first follow-up was just kind of like some general questions or we were talking about how did you implement it or, yes. you know, by the way, I haven't implemented it right. at all. Right, because you know? we we're all on different schedules. Some of us started had started school already. Some of right. us hadn't yet. So we were sharing some some things that have gone well and some things that have kind of been restricting. And if you don't feel like you have the time to read a whole book before October 2nd, I'm going to link an article. I think it's maybe four, five, six pages that kind of give a good summary about building thinking classrooms. Yes. And it's a great resource to use to share with those people who push into your class Mm -hmm. or other teachers on your team that might not be you know so sure about what it is that you're doing but it is a way a great way to share what's happening in your classroom yes 
One other thing, there is a Facebook group for building thinking classrooms that I've recently joined. Yes, yeah, same. Oh my gosh, such great questions and feedback people are getting. Yeah, and resources too. Yes. There's there's been multiple non-curricular task resources, mm-hmm. curricular task resources, so many great things that people are sharing all for free. All for free. In this community of of learners. Learners, you got it. Share your good news. So on the same token, implementing parts of the building thinking classroom, it's been difficult in my room just because of COVID. COVID. <laughs> and being in South Florida, it's it there's been a lot of cases. Yes. We've been back to 6 feet social distancing and really hard to do <sighs> random groupings because you have to keep track of who's been with who for how long. Right. So you haven't implemented it the way that you want to. Correct. However, there are some some elements that I've been able to try out and have the students do. One thing for sure is notes to my future self. Oh. That has been really simple to, to bring in. It takes the ownership off of me. Yes. And it puts it on them. They are in control of what it is that they need to remember. I love the idea how how it's worded, right? Notes to my future forgetful self. Yes. It's so brilliant. And when you look at it that way, it really, the kids have to think about what is it that I'm, that's new to me? Mm-hmm. What did I have a hard time with? What is it that I'm going to have to remember? I have this one student, she made a mistake in her subtraction of mm-hmm. decimals. Mm-hmm. She did, it was zero tenths something whole numbers and zero tenths minus something whole number and four tenths. And she wrote zero minus four equals right, four. Right. So in her example of notes, <gasps> she did that. Nice. She showed the her misconception oh. and her correction. I mean, that right there, that's a huge win, right? That's huge. The notes are differentiated for them Mm -hmm. and what they need. It's not me saying, here's what I want you to take from this unit and write it down. Tell tell them what you shared with me about the one student that did this. Right. And then, (laughs) and they got creative with their notes. They were able, I showed them how to highlight what, you know, highlighting certain specific words. And then one student blew me away she used a t-chart with her notes on one side she had addition of decimals and on the other subtracting decimals which i love so much because i mean they're only 10 years old yeah so they don't know what they don't know about taking notes so what a great structure right Maybe she learned that from a teacher last year or something, you know, right. when you're and, doing like well, some kind of... Well, and we've done T-charts in reading. This year. Yes. And we've only been in school for 19 days. Right. I think that that has been, you know, coming through that Gosh, way. and she generalized it. Yeah. And I have a great anchor chart that I use in reading. I'm going to take a picture of it and, okay. and share it also on Twitter and share, uh, in share our it show with notes. our show notes. Uh-huh. But it's just how readers take notes, different strategies, different things that you can use. But I mean, really, it's just good note-taking right. skills. That's <laughs> no it. matter what the subject exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, let's get into today's topic about learning about book clubs. We wanted to share some things that we learned about doing this book club yes. over Google Meet, which ended up being okay. It was a hot mess with our first meet. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Yes, it definitely was. But it definitely got better. And it was so nice to see that there are others like 
us. Oh my gosh. Our fellow lifelong learners, hashtag math rebels. Yeah. Right? Across the United States. Yes. And in Canada. It, it was... It really, it it just, it's comforting. Yes. Right? It's comforting to know that we're we're, not alone. We're not not the only ones. Exactly. I I also think that the time frame was good. We ended up meeting Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons over the course of nine times. And I think that just worked with this book. We tried to do two chapters a session. Correct. Which we did. We, we did get through, too. Right. We did have after parties, <laughs> after meets. We honored everyone's, everyone's time. time. Mm-hmm. That was one of our norms that we had set. And we, you know, we're going to start on time. We're going to end on time. Yep. And we said, you know, if you got to go, go. If you want to stay on, stay. And and if you're late, that's okay. Just exactly. hop in. And, and, you know, we were very flexible. Because life. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And we tried to do a Wednesday and Saturday at different times because of different time zones. Right. So we did Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That way, I said on Saturdays, everyone could sleep in, right? If right. you were yes. <laughs> in Pacific Coast or, yes. or beyond there. I was also excited to see that Remember in June, I said, listen, if we have 10 people come, that that would be a lot. We had, I think, somewhere in the 70s of people signing up. I think we had even more than that. I mean, I haven't looked in a while. The the list kept growing. It did week after week. But we consistently had, I'd say on average, about 20 people Mm -hmm. every session. Mm -hmm. And most of them were the same. Correct. And some came in and out. But I think that was another, another great thing that... We learned. Absolutely. And that learning is social. Totally. I, I mean, I got so much out of it, more so than I would have had I just read the book alone. Yes. It was so important. And we had talked about this too. It was so important for us to do this book with a community of yes. people, a group of people, because again, you need to re- depend on each other. You know, think about how this is going to work in your class. Problem. Solve, troubleshoot, yes. Yeah, it just was, it was so worth it. And it it was so amazing. just confirmed to me, because I knew before, I am not a Twitter book club person. I can't do it. (laughs) I need to see people, talk with people, interact with people, like face-to-face, even though it was virtual. Right, right. (laughs) And it confirmed for me what our kids go through, right? That we need to get them talking about their learning because just it was so beneficial for us to do that. We have to get some time for them to do it too. And so what was one of your takeaways or your favorite quotes from this book? So I I have it ready. Okay. It was on page five and it's a direct quote from the book. It says, Thinking is a necessary precursor to learning. And if students are not thinking, they are not learning. Amen, sister. And I kind of want to add, like, that if they're not talking, they're not learning either. Right. Right? If they're just sitting there, mute, they're not going to learn. That's right. I picked a quote, too, and it's from page 210. We need to put our evaluation where our mouth is. We need to start evaluating what we value. Yes. That was a big aha for me too. So many times. How many times do we do this in our classrooms where we say, you have to work together or you have to. Um, but there's a productive struggle that goes along with math and you, it's okay to get things wrong. We don't evaluate that. We don't, right. we don't give them 
assessing. We don't, I don't know where, what you're trying to say. But that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that like, you know, like you create a rubric for group work. You create a rubric where you score them. But not for productive struggle. Right. And so it's so important for them to see that as a teacher, I'm going to value that productive struggle. So much so. Right. And another big takeaway from the book for me was just the idea of mimicking. I'm really, I've really been aware these last 19 days in school to be careful that I'm not just having the kids mimic what I do. And this is not just in... A thinking classroom, right? It's throughout the entire day. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't want them to mimic me in reading. I don't want them to just mimic me in writing. I don't want them mimic me just in science. I want them to think. And it was funny on one day, one of my students at the very end of the day, I saw her in the hallway, you know, after the bell. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, oh, Mrs. Cousins, I'm so tired. My battery is at 5%. You told that one to me. And I said, good. Then you did your job today. And so did I. Like, we drained your your power. That's good. Made her think all day. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is such a gift that, right? you, that she said that to you. Right? I know. I loved wow. it. I loved it. Okay. If our topic is learning about book clubs, we want to share. If you want to start your own book club. Yeah. Some tips that we've discovered that we want to share with you first i think for what worked for us was to have a sign up a sign up sheet and to have consistent dates and times when we met we didn't change it up you know we had our wednesday and saturday sessions they were always at the same time i think that really helped and it's that consistency is just so important and if you need to take a day like we skipped July 3rd for the the holiday holiday. then then go ahead and skip if for some reason you can't make it on that day don't try to change the time right just skip it and we found we couldn't accommodate everyone at all times which is why we had some people you know in and out but that was still fine at least they got to learn something from that one or two or three sessions that they joined us in on yes that's okay another tip was to have an agenda and norms we did we ask everyone the first time if the norms were okay i think so i think we we kind of created the three norms we kept them nice and short it was honor the time yep because we knew we were going to start and end at the time we said another one was no logs or hogs right which means don't take over the conversation but don't just sit back and not participate was the other one about using the chat or holding raising their hand to ask questions yep another tip is to have questions ready. Yes. In Peter Lilliadal's book, Building Thinking Classrooms in Mathematics Grades K-12, through 14 Teaching Practices for Enhancing Learning, there were questions at the end of each chapter. Mm-hmm. Now, also on the Corwin site, there's also a study guide. Right. We didn't even get into that. We didn't. No. We didn't. And we didn't even do all the questions no. from the end of every no, chapter. We picked, we picked the best ones or the ones that we really thought could spark the most conversation right and that worked really well for us it was usually like two or three or four questions yes per chapter and we did two chapters every every time yeah Yeah. every meet i think especially if you're doing a book club for the first time Mm -hmm. try to find a book that either has a a book study page or pages through the publisher or has questions in it Built. because that that will make your job so much easier. Yes. Another tip is, you know, if you're doing a, a live meet or, you know, virtual live meet, 
It's okay to have dead air. Yeah. I don't think we ended up having any Not dead that much. Air. Maybe when we first posed the questions at the very beginning just to kind of let people think. Mm-hmm. But there really wasn't a lot of dead air. There you, really wasn't. You know what? I think we forgot to say in our show notes, we're going to put a link of one of our agendas. Yes. So people can see what we were talking about. What we did. Right? And... It really helped us, especially because we were doing this virtually, to have two people kind of hosting and and facilitating. So while Laura kind of ran the the talk and who the order of who was who was speaking Mm -hmm. i was able to do the presentation mode the checking the chat the allowing people in there was a lot of tech that was involved with the back end the back end of it and i think even one time your internet went out yes right when you were in georgia yes on vacation and we all kind of were like is our meet gonna end like we didn't know yeah then you were able to come back in so you know at least I, I was keeping the conversation going for those few minutes. Absolutely. We were, and we were worried. Mode. We were worried when you were on the <laughs> yes. road and on vacation that, that, that you would have happen. some issues too. So it really was helpful to have two people. Yes. Our last tip is just go for it. You right? know, I, I just, you'll have little issues. You'll have little bumps in the road. But at the end of the day, it was so worth it. It really was. It, we got so much out of it. And we made new friends. I know. We exchanged <laughs> numbers. numbers. We're friends on Facebook. And Twitter. I think we even got some people to join Twitter because, yes. because then now they are going to see some things that we post. Mm-hmm. I do have a question for you, Laura. Okay. What has been your smallest book club? I think right before we went on lockdown at my old school, I was doing a book club for parents using Hillary and Matthew's book, Adding Parents to the Equation. And the very first night, I had one other person. Oh. I had a coworker, and then one mom showed up. Wow. So there were three of us. And then the next time, there were six of us. Okay. And then there were nine of us. And oh, then there wow. were 12 of us, which is funny, right? And then yes. we went on lockdown. But I, I didn't even care if it was just going to be that one parent that whole time because to me that's one more person who's learning absolutely and i know so much has changed in even her mind yeah not even just with her son but in her mind about learning math so to me it was totally worth it yeah even if you're on a small team Mm -hmm. of, of other teachers and only you know one or two people can commit to it it's still worthwhile or you know honestly put it out on twitter because yeah there are so many people that want to learn something yes. and they don't even know that they want to learn that topic, That's right? True. Until That's they true. start. That's true. So speaking of new topics. Yes. <laughs> we, well, we were convinced. <laughs> we were. We were convinced. We were We were asked and convinced to do another book club because it went so well yes. over the summer. We are going to jump right in and move on to our next book. Super excited about this one. Yes. It is Mathematical Mindsets, Unleashing Students' Potential Through Creative Math, Inspiring Messages, and Innovative Teaching by Dr. Joe Bowler. I mean, just... So good. So good. Our plan is to start on Tuesday, October 5th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will only be one hour. We're not quite sure about the after 
party because it's a school night. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Exhausted. It is. We're going to do about five to seven meets. Right. Uh, we were first thinking we'll do, you know, two chapters each time, but I've done this book yeah. already with a book club, and I know there's about three chapters that are super heavy duty. Right. So that five meets might turn into seven meets. Yeah. We're going to try to get it done definitely before Thanksgiving break. Yes. Right? Which I think is a great goal. So we'll start October 5th and go till around mid-November. Right. Maybe the the beginning of November, but I doubt it. It's right. gonna, we're gonna we're, I know us. Yeah. We're, we're, it's gonna go to we'll mid. be able to chat through this book. <laughs> What's the challenge for this week? So the challenge is going to be to sign up on our Google form if you're interested in attending this new book club. And reach out to others on your team, other teachers that you know would love to participate. Spread the word. Thank you for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.